Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway podcast. Uh, we, I feel like we fell out at the tail end of last week about fireworks, didn't we? We did. It wasn't just a feeling, we did. We had a proper, for, proper fallout about it. You're a big firework lover, weirdo, and I, I don't like fireworks at all, hate them. Now, it's been said to me before that arguments often happen because people don't talk in clarity. So one of the things that I should have made clearer on Friday uh-huh. is that I'm a lover of November the 5th. Okay. Okay. The night when you know it's it's great to celebrate a historic moment. When someone tried to kill everyone in the House of Parliament, is that what you're a big fan of? That it, it didn't happen. What they were trying to do? They were trying to kill uh, um, democracy. That's how you say, isn't it? Before you said they're trying to get Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdest thing also, if you ever, I'm not, I've not done my, a lot of history research into it, but they're terrible um, plotters. They yeah. told everybody. Yeah, yeah. Rented absolutely. a house under their own name, then told everybody. Awful, yeah, absolute awful, awful. shambles, the whole thing, start to finish. But what I, to find the middle ground with you, I don't like fireworks on any other time. In November the 5th, it's, you know, it, it's enshrined in a rhyme. We know the day it happens. Don't do it before, don't do it after. I like that. I saw, it's almost like a shaking hands photo op. Yes. Me and you sat in front of, like, a, in the White House. So shall we be friends and get on with the podcast? Let's, absolutely, yeah. So I completely bury the hatchet. Brilliant. Let's get on with it. This is The Daily Takeaway. Someone in our office has told us uh, something very interesting about their private lives. Uh, now, this isn't salacious gossip, uh, and we're not going to name them or anything like that, but they told us, right, that they don't have a kettle. <laughs> uh, ne- in fact, never had a kettle. And I just, I can't get my head around it. Like, imagine... Imagine living in a, in a in a world or having an existence where you you don't have a kettle in the house. I can't imagine it. I mean, um, it's not our producer Adem, but he famously doesn't make and doesn't drink hot drinks. Well, he likes to make them for other people, so I classify yes. him as a, as a yeah. hot drink voyeur. Yes, doesn't drink him himself, so he could get away without having a kettle. But it's not him. Whoever this, we're not going to name. Them, not going to name because it which wouldn't be fair. But. That person is also opting out of the likes of pot noodles, cup of soups. Just even having someone round and saying, I'll put the kettle on, can <laughs> yeah. I get you a hot drink or anything? And if they say yes, because you, you do say, would you like anything, <laughs> you'd have to, they would have to get the uh, saucepan out and start boiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that would look weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> but uh, this person's bold as brass about it and has got no intention of getting a um, kettle, which is fair enough. It's just interesting looking at people's lives. And I was thinking to myself, to, to be honest... We've never, ever owned a tumble dryer, and I can't imagine having a tumble dryer. <laughs> so, this hour of the show, right, have a think about it. What are you proud not to own? I mean, obviously, I can't, you know, the, the last couple of weeks of my life, tumble dryer died. Resurrected itself. Did, in that time when you didn't have one, did you feel liberated at all? Like, oh, at least it'll stop moaning No, now. not at all. I smelt damp. So uh, <laughs> I do think you're missing out. I would say these days I'm proud not to have a uh, to, to, to have an air fryer. Everybody's going on about air fryers. So I'm at, the, I'm at that stage where I hadn't started watching Game of Thrones, and I'm like, every time someone mentions Game of Thrones, I'm not going to start watching it. Every time someone says, "Oh, you should get an air fryer," that's another week I'm not getting an air fryer. People are obsessed with air fryers, aren't they? They are obsessed with air fryers. I reckon at least once a week or twice a week we get we get recommendations. Now to do with what we're talking about <laughs> on the show, it just says a message that says get an air fryer. Uh, Mike Scott says he's proud not to own a washing up bowl. What's wrong with the sink? <laughs> what? This is where we're at, folks. I've already come in with stuff about things that might give you a rash. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Get them out of the way and then get on with the subject. Uh, Joe says, never doesn't have a TV, has never owned a TV. Our mutual friend Chris Skinner has just messaged to say red clothes, <laughs> which is quite Chris. Another Chris says feet are the, are the same size. Proud not to have the same size feet. I didn't know it was possible to have different size feet. I think uh, our middle daughter, Thea, has different size feet. 
I did not know that was a thing. I think it might be. Maybe, maybe two feet aren't ever the same. Wow. I don't know, do you wow. know what I mean? I'll have to measure mine later. Have a little look. Stephen says, I don't own a Breville. I'm proud not to be interested in volcano hot hey. toasted sandwiches. Well, Stephen, you'll be pleased to know, Toasty Tuesday returns on the show tomorrow. Listen up. Last week was a sensation. If you've got a recipe, get in touch with us. Uh, Aidan says he's never had a credit card. Uh, my mum cut one up when it arrived through the door when I was 17. Not, never thought about having one since. Good on you. Uh, we've got Christine on the line. Christine, talk to us. I'm proud not to have Wi-Fi, no Sky Dish, no, um, no nothing. Just right. box standard my TV, the radio, of course. And what, how do you phone. get? How do you email people? What are you doing for email, Christine? Oh, with my phone. That's a fair point. Right. Okay, so that that's uh, that's your solution for the computer and Wi-Fi. Regarding TV, which you describe as box standard, how many channels do you have to choose from? Because I'm sixty, it's just the TV. And there is Freeview. Yeah. So I choose whatever. I'm going to watch. And it sounds to me that you have, you've got a more simple life and you're a happier person because of you're not encumbered by any of these things like Wi-Fi passwords and uppercase, lowercase, etc. Yeah, it, it, it's a better life. Are you off-grid, Christine, in some ways? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean am I off-grid? They, well, but, I don't know what that means. They, well, that's exactly there it. There you go. There you go. There you go. There are times when Bush and I have to go off-grid. Look at it like that. Yeah, it makes you feel better about yourself. And where, where in the world are you, Christine, with this I'm lifestyle? In- I'm in a lovely Forest of Dean. Right, so you're in a rural setting? Yes, I'm looking out my window and all I can see is uh, the hill with trees. It's beautiful. That's amazing. But, Christine, you've got a radio and that's the most important thing and you've, you've oh, chosen yes. to listen to Home Time, so we're the lucky ones. Thank you. Yes, must have a radio. Good on you. Well, look, lots of love to you, Christine. You take care. Lovely. Uh, Simon says, never owned a microwave. The first office job I had after leaving uni had a microwave to heat tea from the canteen urn. Gave me pins and needles in my hands every time I went near it. <laughs> uh, Conrad says, I don't own a tent. I'm right with Conrad on that one. We don't like camping. No. Oh, we loved going camping in our little tent. It's great. No. You're missing I, out. Do you know what? I like electricity and I like showers. I know, but these days, some of the stuff you can get on a campsite is amazing, like all the home comforts. I believe you. Well, pencil it in for a little home time adventure in the future. <laughs> I've <And> got a rubber. <laughs> Steve says, He's never had a TV attached to the wall. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Life. Uh, Stu in Epsom has texted in something that could be controversial. He says, as a grown man, I'm proud not to own a TikTok account or any Lego. <laughs> Both are for kids Whoa. and tax-paying adults who have either should be banished from society. Wow, lot to unpack there. Wow, we That's a bit strong, isn't it, Stu? Jane, what are you proud not to own? So, I've never, ever bought salt in my life and I never will. So much so that I didn't even buy it if somebody asked me to fetch them some. <laughs> wow. Never, I've never used it in cooking, never needed to, never found the need to use So I don't actually like it anyway, but I've just never, ever bought it. So, Jane, I imagine never... a scenario where, where you and I are walking down... Where Mar- are you two Mar- going? Margate Beach. <laughs> OK, yeah. Don't know, Jane. Margate Beach. Don't know why I've yeah. picked Margate either. Yeah. And, and I've said, can you go and get some fish and chips and um, salt, no vinegar, you then go to the fish and chip thing and you don't get salt put on my chips. Is that right? No, but I'll put, I'll put you plenty of vinegar on, though. But I didn't making want vinegar. Up, making up with the vinegar. We love with the vinegar. That's it. Wow, so did something happen with salt, Jane, that made you so anti-salt? Because you're quite anti-salt. No, I just hate the taste of it. So I don't. I have to put up with it in food, in food as it is anyway. So I just don't ever add any to it. But it goes back to the person, you know, this is all about who doesn't have a kettle. What what happens when someone comes round to the house then? So if someone says, do you have salt and pepper, what do you say to them? Oh, I don't let them in. 
people in full stop, actually. Fair play. I, I can't argue with that. that are allowed in. The servicemen, they can come in if they've got permission. That's about it. Where okay. do you stand on the sea? Oh, I love the sea. I love the sea. OK. But it's got salt in it. I know. I once took some sandwiches and some apples when I was at school and salt got in it and we just chucked all our food in it. It tasted of salt. I feel so, like the, the sea could be your Achilles heel on this one, Jane. I'm gonna gonna yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do love the, the sea, but it's okay. I'm all right with the salt as long as I'm not eating it or anything. I know it's going in my face and I'm I'm not eating it, so it's fine. Jane, it's only Monday afternoon, but we're gonna struggle to speak to anybody better than you for the rest of this week. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, Ash, what are you proud not to own? Uh proud not to own a tin opener. Never have in the last six years. It broke and then end up using a knife and that's just been the future. Okay, so for the past six years, after what happened to your, your tent open, you've just been using a knife it to just, get cans open? Yeah, it just broke on us, so we just, uh, we got another one, seemed to do the same thing, and we we'll just give up and end up just use a knife. The way you said just, it broke on us, all right, it's almost as if you, you resent it for, like, quitting on you and that's why you've not gone out to get a new one, is that right? gave up the ghost kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I did, yeah, give up on it. So we just, one day, just stuck a knife in it in a tuna. And ever since, we've done that all the time now. What kind of knife are you using to open your cans with then these days, Ash? Just like a kitchen knife, whatever whatever knife I can grab, to be honest with you. A little, a little kitchen knife, we've got a set of knives, so we just use one of them. Okay. Ash, like, I, I know it's been six years since your last one quit on you and you've found this knife system and you've had a lucky six years by the sounds of things, but I, I, I would just have to say, it sounds a future laced with danger. It really does. It's Rambo. I'm getting Rambo vibes, vibes from you, Ash. It's, it's just got a knack to it now. You just stick it in and like, twist it round, so it's just... The missus can't do it. She always passes me the tins. But what did you? What does your other half think about you doing this with with knives and tins? It's kind of normal now. It's just normal. It's just <laughs> how it is. Every, every other week we'll say we're going to get tin out on there, but it's been six years, so boulders brass doesn't well, care. Ash the knife man, as we will speak to him from this moment on. Knife man Ash, that's what you're going down in our little phone system. That's no problem. No problem with that. The daily takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Right, so let's explain the 555 game, what it is and how you play it. It's very, very simple. Here's the question. What is the worst sound that you can hear at 5.55am? Ooh. I'll start vomiting. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's everywhere at the moment, isn't it? It is everywhere at the moment, but, uh, I mean, you know, whatever age, it's a grim sound to hear at 5.55 in the morning when that's literally the first sound you are hearing. <laughs> but when it's a four-year-old and you know that you're, you're, you're getting up out of bed just like that to walk in and you, you already know what you're dealing with. It's not sort of like a dad or anything like that. You've heard the sound. You know what you're going into. You know it's going to be dark. You know it's... Oh, it's just... It's the worst sound Kids that age as well, they're not very good at like doing it into a towel or something. Do you know what I mean? Like trying to keep it into a, a, a confined space, I would but say. it's a horrible thing at any time of day. Horrible thing, you know. It's, 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 whatever age you are, you've been awake, all that kind of thing. But I, I think it's it's the start of the day. Yeah. A 5.55 sound is a sound that wakes you up. So, say for example, it's something different, all right? It's not that. It's, it's If it's a bad sound, that, that's how you're starting your day. I would say, for me, the worst sound that you could possibly hear at 5.55am in the morning would be the heating being on. 
Because you've left the heating <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. made of money, just burning cash. It's a very good point. It's been on all night. I'm just draining your account. Scared even thinking about it. So that's how you play the 555 game. You answer that question. What is the worst thing that you could hear at 555am? Admittedly, it's got off to a fairly <laughs> grisly oh start. Some of the ones that are coming through. Although Rachel says dog heaving. Oh, my oh, word. I know that is grim, but equally, <laughs> that anyone who's owned a dog and that, that sound and, and what you know it means, it's just horrible. OK, so the 555 game, worst sounder here at that time of the morning, in brackets, apart from <laughs> yeah, Apart from that, that's the development. This text here, knocking back last night's drunk, half-eaten pot noodle onto the floor when reaching half-sleeping for a drink of water. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Imagine that as a situation. If, you, if you're having a pot noodle in bed, you've got to have a good look at yourself. Someone's got, made a really good point here. Uh, they say bird song. Now, normally bird song's a lovely thing, yeah. isn't it? However, he says, when you've let the wheels come off and haven't been to bed yet, you missed your opportunity to sleep, and now you have to get ready for work. That's When you hear that outside, if you've had a nightmare night of not being able to sleep, I can see where he's coming from. John, 5.55 game, what's the worst sound? Uh, it is my cat, who seems to do this quite regularly, um, at 5.55, coughing up the furball. Oh. It's like you choking herself to death, so that wakes me up, and then I'm then added with the pleasure of then clearing up everything that's come out. So our producer Adem is nodding his head to this. He is an owner of two incredibly large cats that are almost wa- <laughs> waist height. But why do they do it on purpose? They do. Do cats do this for like for some reason, or is it just a bit of fun for a cat? Oh, well, they have to do it, but it's just more the point is that she does it twice a week, and it's at roughly the same time every time. What is a furball? I'm, I don't mean to be thick. What is a furball? Well, let's ask, let's yeah. ask uh, Adem, our producer there. Um, Adam, you're a cat owner? It's exactly what it says. It's a furball, because they have to clean themselves so regularly. Yeah. What I do is, I don't know about you, but my cats will go outside, eat some grass, then in the night, yep. probably around 5.55, start coughing <laughs> up a lump. It's not a ball, it's more of a lump that may come out of your other oh, end. It's got oh, a long, dried poo, isn't it? Yeah, well, oh, I didn't say it. But you... Well, it's put me off cats <laughs> completely, <laughs> that. It's covered in grass and... Normally you get some, like, whiskers or Felix chunks in there as well, just for added, yeah. added texture. Yeah, that... Bit of texture, absolutely. Right, I think Bit we, of texture, let's, great. Let's end it's Cat Chat. It just goes on and on. Yeah, we just ended Cat Chat, John. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Julie's in Glasgow. The worst sound at 5.55am would have to be the bin lorries reversing so loud it's annoying. Tom from Liverpool wow. takes it a step further, though. The bin lorry when you know you've not put the bin out yet. So people have their bins collected at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that is outrageous. <laughs> so early. Uh, Diana says, worst sound, 5.55am, screeching of a rabbit or rodent brought in by my cat who's let go of it and it scurries under the bed. Cats are coming out of this pretty badly, I'm going to be honest with you. Dave reckons he's got a belter. What is it, Dave? Literally, this massive, massive bang. Thought somebody had kicked our door in. Uh, I ran out completely naked (laughs) from bed and found our shower screen had exploded. Wow. Now, Dave, that's amazing. And apparently it's a thing. So you are you? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you telling us? Are you telling us that shower screens can spontaneously explode? Absolutely can, and it, it absolutely did. Geez, it was really, really a loud, loud bang. Do you know what the weird thing is? Right, a, a few years ago, uh, the rear window of our van exploded for no reason whatsoever. So maybe you know about the spontaneous human combustion was a big thing in the eighties. Yeah. No, no one's doing it anymore. Maybe it's like glass just blowing up for no reason. That's the big thing now. Dave, I've got a shower screen. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> you have to check it. Take turns with Natalie going in and doing a patrol. 
<laughs> Sign on the wall and a bit of laminate, <laughs> like McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Tom. Uh, definitely the uh, the duty phone going off for work at five five in the morning. The duty phone. Is this one of those situations where you might be on call overnight? Is that what you're saying, Tom? It is. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. For, uh, for at least twenty four hours, but it always goes off at the worst possible time. No, right. we have to ask the question. What 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 do you do, Tom? What what could you be summoned in to do at five fifty five? Uh, I'm in the military, um, so I guess uh, for all sorts of things. But um, but normally because uh, I don't know something something's uh, broken in the uh, in the accommodation or whatever, so you have to go uh, go in and sort it out. Why do you, I'm listening to a Tom Clancy audiobook at the moment, uh, Red Storm Rising. I can imagine you getting a briefing on your way in to go and stare at like a big radar map. Is that what it is, Tom? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, similar. Similar. He's not going to confirm nor deny, but the silence speaks volumes. I'll take that. Thanks very much. <laughs> Nudge wink. I think every day at the moment I've seen you for a week, you talk about your Tom Clancy novel. You're, you're obsessed. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It's brilliant. It's like back to the 80s. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. We return to our quest to find ourselves a pen pal. Yes. Using Richie's final remaining stamp. Uh, yeah, the uh, the stamps are changing. Um, going forward, uh, after the 31st of January, I think it is, you have to have stamps that have got like a little QR code, barcode thing on them. Ooh. So if you've got other ones left, you've got to use them up. I've only got one left. We're going to use it on starting uh, a little conversation with a hometime pen pal. Show pen pal. What, what's not to love? Uh, so the, <laughs> the, the post bags have been bulging. Um, absolute radio. One Golden Square, London, W1F9 DJ. Let's have to get in touch. Uh, first up tonight, Alistair's written us a postcard uh, on the front of it, the Lancaster Heritage Pub Crawl. Oh, it looks good, doesn't it? Listing every pub that you can go and have a drink in in Lancaster. So, at the very least, that's great, that's useful. Let's have a look at his handwriting. I always uh, make a little judgment call on someone. Alistair, I'd say illegible. They're quite as good. There's a good Dr. Star lean to the left there, but he signs his, his actual signature to the right. That's he unusual. Does. So have a look there, right? You can read his name, Alistair, but I'm not sure he's going to work as a pen pal because I might not be able to read the rest of it. His writing is like mine. There's a few smiley faces in there, which <laughs> tiny bit of a red flag. <laughs> now, this next one. This next one is absolutely genius. Um, thank you very much to Rachel, who says, Dear Bush and Richie, I'd love to be your hometown pa- uh, hometown pen pal. I'm a regular listener. Very happy to follow your lead, but only if it makes me laugh, which you two usually do. I love the show. You write to me, I'll reply. That's how it works, right? Uh, P.S. Exclu- excuse the shopping list. I'm just saving the environment. I can see She's it on the ri- back. written a letter on the back of her <laughs> shopping list. What does she have? Well, let's profile her. Bananas, berries, apples, oranges, carrots... Uh, lettuce, tomatoes, potatoes, rolls, crumpets and wraps, deli counter ham, gravy granules, beef joint, vegetable rice, times three, crisps and chocolate. Someone's doing right for themselves. Deli <laughs> counter ham going on there. Not made of money. Ca- deli counter ham, Rachel. Wow. We've got one left to do, and it's A1 size. It's about the size of a calendar that you get for Christmas. Right, that is a big... That's a big... We're going to opening... If, if you were thinking maybe like, oh, I'll, I'll turn the show off now because I'm going to have me tea or whatever, stick around. So we're opening a letter that's the size of one of those big checks you get on a telethon. Next. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Right, the quest for the hometown pen pal continues. This this final one for tonight is absolutely massive. If I read that, you can't see me. That is a huge, huge card. Giant card says, new job, good luck, boys, on the front of it. Well, do they know something that we don't? Dear Bush and Richie, firstly, I live in the sticks, so I hope you appreciate the fact that I've moved to ensure you get this in time. £12.48 in total. You better frame it. £12.48 postage? Yes. Wow, it's expensive, isn't it? 
It's a big old card, and I think they've had it printed inside. It's one of those ones that you might do online. Oh, I see. I was yeah. going to say very neat writing, but I think yeah. it may have been printed. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Just wanted to wish you good luck in your future endeavours, because let's face it, after this pen pal stuff, you're going to need all the luck in the world. <laughs> OK. That's a, that's a good tone to start with. <laughs> Only joking. I hate turn-ups. Love the show. Jen. OK, fair enough. There's a lot to unpack in there, isn't there? <laughs> there is. Um... Jen has not included her address to write back to, so oh. she spent £12.48 but cannot possibly be our pen pal because there is no way of getting back in touch with her. I'm going to say the quest still continues. In fact, Rachel, with the shopping list, also has not included <laughs> her address. What is wrong with you guys? And let's check. Publoke, also nothing. So the three we are tonight, we can't write back. The quest continues. <laughs> Give out that address one more time. Absolute Radio, 1 Golden Square, London W1F9DJ. Let's make it happen. This is The Daily Takeaway. I have to say, th- I hope you enjoyed the show there. there. There it is. There's the show. But one other thing, going back to our conversation at the beginning, I did look at your Instagram photos of your bonfire night thing. Obviously, I'm grumpy old so-and-so, don't like bonfire night. I did like the, the day-glow goods that you were sporting as a family. <laughs> I have to say. Even, like, I don't care how old I get, there's something about glow sticks. Glow sticks are great. They're just brilliant, aren't they? Glow sticks are great. We, we, we went with friends, and uh, they brought the glow sticks, um, and... The, the the thing that I like about glow sticks is you get to the end of the night, you put them in the bin, but then the bin's glowing for like the it's next twelve hours. Bin. You've got like a radioactive bin. I love it. But I remember, I remember fishing. Like we used to be really bored going fishing with my dad. He always used to try and get us to go fishing with him. And the only way you could kind of cajole us into doing it or lure us into it, excuse the pun, is using glow sticks because he used to use the old glow sticks to be able to see what bait he was using and have it on the top of the wow. the float. So I think I think glow sticks kind of started off in fishing, and look where they are now. Look at your dad, the raving fisherman. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's a phrase that's been used on him a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nigel.